Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bang Bang Podcast. Brought to you by the miracle of time travel. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're taking the leap out of a various a, a different podcast where they where they record six weeks in ahead. We're uh, we're doing this one week because ahead. they're sad, friendless, jobless people who yeah. don't have anything better to do with their lives, and that's the only reason it happens. Oh, I think they've both so got jobs. We're we're but... just catching up because yeah. I I was busy doing life. So we're just catching up by doing two in a night. You know how tits up that could go. We both got high strength beers. And Andy is still on his beginner's course of um, stout. And he's handling this quite well. Thanks. Him that. Thank you very much. You're doing well. You, how did that last one go down from last week? It was uh, okay, yeah. The uh, so chocolate Libre. You, you yeah. got into that in the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can take, yeah, my, yeah. I can take my alcohol, you know. The, the cracks that have been made about me in recent times about drinking uh, weak piss. L- laughable know, piss. Laughable weak piss. Yeah. Um, but I just opened the, the North Star. Uh, you got North Star, which me and Spanky, yeah. he of the Spanky and Bob fame. Yeah. I, I'm not sure if Bob drinks. I, th- I think he's the Andy equivalent of the Spanky and Bob show. <laughs> if he could be offended by that, but yeah. Spanky... Spanky is like me. He yeah. he doesn't listen to anything that Bob says and drinks yeah. decent beer. And you and Bob are yeah. the the shandy handed piss drinkers. Yeah, I think Bob's quite a cultured man, but you know. Well, he's not showing it. No, 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 no. With his cheap shots every 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 week, but <sighs> obviously. Obviously, I have to retort to because I'm 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 a cheap bastard as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but go so and hello. listen to UTT podcast. I'm booking the territory. All yeah. jokes aside, it's a great podcast. Please go and listen to them, even if they are bribing people with fifteen pounds worth of Xbox vouchers. I mean, at this point, I would normally say um, go and listen, check out their most recent episode. But I've not listened to it yet because we're recording this in the future. Because this or in is the past. We're, yeah. we're we're recording it in the future, and we don't mm. know. Yeah, but listen to them anyway. It's a Spanky and Bob show um, where they pretend to like stuff. Yeah, that is great. It's great. Um, also, go and check out um, SJP podcasts. The um, chain as well. Where's the chain going this week? They give you. Yeah, the chain is also a euphemism when we were back in the seventies for the toilet flush. So make of yeah, that what you that's will. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God, uh, just pointing out things. That's all. Yeah, strap yourself people. in, people. Because it also <laughs> promised a chat about AEW as well. So we, yeah, yeah. I've got hold the front pages positive things to say about ECW. Yeah, um, ECW. There you go. <laughs> that was last week. Oh, God, God. Just been repeating the words ECW over the last week. Yeah. Um, AEW. Positive words to say about AEW, even, people. Not all yeah. of them. And and there there is still going to be use of the word cunt. Yeah. But never, that's just, yeah, that's me. Hello, everybody. Hey. This is so that's... another month gone. Never week. Ever, as I hurtle ever closer to the grave. How you all doing? Yeah. Last week we did uh, Wrestlepalooza 1998. And I'm and obligated to say... This time we found another year. Yeah. I'm obligated to say it went down very well, but I don't know. <laughs> we I'm, don't know. We haven't got... We'll just say it went down well because yeah, we're, we're, yeah. we're half-assed. The yeah. best. Um, 
but now this year we're off to this year this week we're off to 1993 um to cover an episode of monday night raw which happened on this day 20 28 years ago eight years ago yeah yeah 28 years ago today when i was 28 i was um um, (laughs) bear with me you take Um, 28 off your age of fucking retard oh right yeah i was that's not pc either i can't call people no you can't call we apologize for that uh, um, I'll apologise for that because that's not fun, is it? But you are uh, fourteen. Fourteen, right? I was twenty-eight. So oh, it's, it's all doubles, isn't it? I'm I'm it now going to be fifty-six. I was twenty-eight then, and I was double the age of Andy. Yeah, he was. He was. He was. He still had hair back then. What when I was thirteen? Fourteen. Yeah, yeah. 14. You didn't start. You didn't start losing your hair until you were fifteen, did you? Yeah, yeah. Um. So this week we are covering uh, an episode of Monday Night Raw from March, oh, March, May the 10th, 1993. I think I think last week's status had a bit of an effect on Andrew. It's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> obviously, last we we couldn't bring the pop charts to you last week from 90. We could have done, but it would have been boring because it had just been the last two weeks events we've covered have been like a week apart. So. But I can bring you the top 10 from, from 1993. Of, yeah. Hold tight, people. It's a roller coaster ride of abject misery just about to come. Just bear with me because I put in the UK top 10 of March 10th. Uh, you fucking twat. <laughs> just bear with me. Right, there we go. Okay. It's better, actually. Right. Are you ready, everybody at home? Just get on with it. Right. Number 10. Rubbish. Uh, Believe in Me by Utah Saints. Yep. There you go. Rubbish. Number nine. In These Arms Tonight by uh, Bon Jovi. Yeah. Rubbish. Uh, eight is House Core brackets, open brackets, 1993 closed brackets, featuring Maxi Priest by Shabba Ranks, featuring Maxi Priest. I've actually got a Maxi Priest story. Oh, have you? <laughs> no. Okay. Go on. I like Maxi Priest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as a bloke, so do yeah. I. Um, our old record label, mm. back in the day, when we were signed to Virgin, we were signed to one of those sort of subsidiaries to make it look like it was an indie record label, like the Jesus and Mary chain signed to Warner Brothers, but they had their stuff out on Blanco y Negro. Yeah. which was their imprint for their sort of indie-looking stuff. We were on Virgin Records, but we were on Head Records, which was run by Big Countries Management. Okay. Uh, they were cunts of the highest water. Right. And back in the day, after we'd signed to Head Records, I'd spent what money I had on stuff I shouldn't have spent money on, and I bought myself a pair of engineer's boots and a and an electric blue with black velvet collars drape teddy boy thing Very to nice. wear with my bandana looking yeah. as much like a rock star as i've ever ever looked without actually being a rock star we got backstage stuff because big country were playing at the time it was the hammersmith apollo 
I think it's the Aventim Apollo or the Aventim Odeon or whatever. It's Hamio. It was the Hammersmith Odeon at the time, not the Apollo. Um, and backstage, I, I don't like big country. A few of my no. Scottish mates will just say, well, why don't you like fucking big country, big man? They're fucking great. Yeah. I didn't like them. Um, I preferred the skids, mm-hmm. which Brian, uh, Brian Adams, um, Stuart Adamson, Mm-hmm. was the guitarist of before Big Country, oh, so I didn't really yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the guitarist in the skits. Um, so I went backstage and had a beer. Um, there was a poker game going on mm-hmm. featuring a couple of blokes that I, that I don't know. Billy Curry, the yeah. keyboardist and viola player from um, Ultravox and Tubeway Army, mm-hmm. and Maxi Priest. Yeah. And I got into the poker game with these people. Maxi Priest was cleaning up, was basically. I had a nice... Billy Curry from Ultravox was possibly the dullest man ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Maxi Priest and I hit it off, and mm-hmm. we stayed at the bar drinking after the poker game drew to a close, um, and we hit the whiskey yeah. after that. And I had a really good night with Maxi Priest. Never seen him again after that but my memory of maxi priest is a good poker player and a fucking damn fine geezer so because maxi priest i have personal experience with him i'm gonna say yes for the maxi priest bit shabba not so much not my thing but never played cards with shabba ranks no because he'd give his hand away every time he'd have a good hand and he'd look at it and go yeah yeah i bought Number seven is Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. Uh, I like you, R.E.M. before that. but this Have you met any of R.E.M.? No, no, I've not met any of R.E.M. I've played their records on DJ nights, that's about it. But yeah. Everybody Hurts was never one of them. No, no, it was overplayed, one of those songs. Yeah, it's a bit overwrought, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, number six is That's The Way Love Goes by Janet Jackson. It's a good song. Yeah, um, good song. I disagree. Okay, number five is Peter Tribal Falls Dance. Sister. Tribal Dance by uh, Two Unlimited. No, Straight in that. at number four is I Can't Help Falling in Love with You by UB40. They, <sighs> they, 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 they become rubbish by this point. Yeah. Just knocking out cover versions. If um, you want the real UB40, go back to this. their first. first <laughs> yeah, pres- yeah. I'm just yeah. going to say we've done this, but yeah. pres- Present Arms, their yeah. first album. Is is the one you need to listen to. Enough said. Moving on. Shit. Signing on as well. Yeah. Um, number three is Sweat Brackets. A la 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 long. Close yeah. Brackets fuck off. By Inner Circle. Yeah. The Inner Circle by then were just. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Inner Circle also did Now That We Found Love. Did they? And they also now did. Now that uh, we found love, what are we gonna do? Yeah, with it, great lovers rock. That's a good song, yeah. Reggae song, brilliant song. They that also did. One they did the. Uh, they did the theme from Cops as well, didn't they? I don't fucking know. I don't bad watch boys, shit. bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna yeah, do? Yeah, well, we 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 go we go for the first again. <laughs> yeah. Go for the first Inner Circle album okay. if you want to hear the real Inner Circle. They they prostituted themselves for bollocks by this point. Right. Number two is uh, Five Live EP, George Michael, Queen, and Lisa Stansford. No. I think we're big fans of George Michael, aren't we? I am. 
Anyway, what was the number one? <laughs> number one was All That She Wants by Ace of Base. Oh, for God's oh, sake. Oh, that she wants. Yeah, I'm aware of it. Baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Why does she want another baby? Is I don't she, know, she's is gone she, tomorrow. Is she, is she lacking a fucking council house? I don't know. I don't know. Needs another baby just to bump themselves up the fucking council waiting list? <laughs> Jesus, right, okay. Um, so. Happens. It does happen, yeah, it does happen. But that, right, that's that's sad. You've got really two really good fucking three, if you count Maxi Priest as well. Really two, three really good reggae outfits that have just fallen for record company ploys and nonsense. Yeah, they're probably making more money doing that crap. Than they were, obviously, but obviously, that's, yeah. that's that's not them. They're just doing it for money at that point, and I guess. I wasn't ever good enough to do anything for money. So like, I can talk from a, a fake point of moral high ground because I probably would have done stuff for money if they chuck Right, do um, Jackson by Johnny Cash for, for half a million. Yeah, fucking do it. Yeah. But I wasn't ever big enough to do any of that. So I have my artistic pride and, well, very, little, and very little else. <laughs> Nothing in the way of money. No, no. But yes, in a circle, Maxi Priest, UB40, three really good reggae artists who who fell by the wayside credibility-wise. But check out their first LPs of all three of these people. That's that's your benchmark. Yeah, yeah. Right then, so we're going to be uh, just taking a trip off to to 1993 for this Monday night. So if anybody wants to to watch along whilst we talk about this we're not doing a watch along we're just going to chat about it but it's only about 45 minutes long so you'll probably be able to follow along with us but it's on the network Monday Night Raw go along in ring Raw yeah 1993 scroll along from December the 27th was the last Raw that year scroll along it'll take you about 20 seconds to get to May the 10th not March the 10th as Andy's been prattling on about (laughs) May the 10th yeah. Picture of Vince McMahon, Bobby the Brain Heenan, and the Macho Man Randy Savage, and Shawn Michaels is the featured artist. A bit like in the top ten, somebody else who should be remembered for his first album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I like I I not watch I I started doing a when we when the network first Ton came of out. Drugs? No, when the network okay. first came out, I, I was like, right, I'm gonna go back and watch yeah i can remember you Rules. saying i'm going back to watch raw from the start yeah and i did that as well at the same time and i got to episode two and then just thought fuck that yeah yeah but you persevered with it for a good I couple did of years didn't you? Yeah, yeah yeah you, yeah, you went up from 93 to the end of 1999 almost didn't you, you yeah, so you, i mean yeah i mean you've been just, you've been going you, fair play to you andrew i don't say that often but fair play to you yeah, yeah. but what we've learned from 1993's raw is a it's still coming from the manhattan center yeah, or the Hammerstein Ballroom, as as uh, as ECW, they uh, they did upstairs in the Hammerstein Ballroom, didn't they, for their pay per views around? Yeah. Uh, later on, didn't they? So, but it was the Manhattan Center for for this time. Um, and what we did find out is that they liked a bit of a fisticuffs in the street. Well, yeah, that was a, it. Was a good open, like the open was. Sure, Michael was having an interview with. You forget he was still here at this point, but uh, Lord Alfred Hayes outside, <laughs> looking terrified as he's interviewing Shawn Michaels. He was a he was a miserable cunt as well, Al Hayes. Was he? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not this genial no chortling thing that was on wrestling challenge and then made his way out he was he was a miserable old horrible bastard yeah according to everybody well so short michael's that side and he's chopped another horrible then, bastard yeah yeah and then mr perfect turns up and they start having a scrap outside and for the time it looked it looked realistic it looked really you know for for start the show yeah, yeah, it was a good, it was a good brawl. Went through, uh, went through, broke a, a car windscreen. Fair play. Yeah, Mr. Perfect in his shell suit. Yeah, well, he loved his shell suits around that. Looking at so. business. Yeah, and they end up, yeah, some Sean gets thrown into the car and then thrown into the windscreen, and then all the boys come out. I think Bruce Pritchard's there and uh, looking uh, in his uh, with his nice hair and uh, yeah, Mullet little... Central, 1993, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And they all get involved to kind of pull them apart. Obviously, we're coming off not far off of WrestleMania 9, which we covered. Yes, yes, yes. And the feud started there, isn't it, between Shawn Michaels and uh, Mr. Perfect? Yes. A lot of these things are sort of the tale of or coming off of WrestleMania 9. Um, So that feud was kind of a bit of a hangover from there. But that was the main one of the main sort of storylines going in was was those two. And then you get the intro. I like that intro. The original raw intro. The I'm not going to try and do this. Uh, I'm not going to try and perform the music, but uh, but that first raw intro. I might stick it on the end of this one actually. Um, and then you go to the the commentary team in this uh, Macho Man Vince and Bobby Heenan. Good, good, yeah, a, yeah. A good team. Apart from Vince, obviously, who who was. I quite like Vince as a commentator. No, I, I, what I hated around that time is that fucking piss awful fake laugh. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely loathed that. You just knew you fucking hate what you're doing now, and you, you're just doing it for money. Please fuck off. Well, when you go back to WrestleMania when it was um, Jr.'s debut, and it was Jr. Heenan and Savage, it didn't really seem. This seemed more of a kind of even sort of group the three of those rather than like jr's first night when it with the company and then yeah like savage's first night on commentary <laughs> but, but, but it was also jr was gone after that they just thought no you're not for us yeah he was still there he's still working for him but not on he was like doing some sort of syndicated show or but he wasn't on the main shows or no no mm, which seems nuts had you could bring a guy in put him on wrestlemania and it's actually no, we're not sure. Yeah, <laughs> like actually, no more. Um, so yeah, Heenan's good for money, and they, they they pair off. I think Vince is like a good foil for the pair of them. I think at this time period, but and then so we're hyped up about the the matches. So they got a big King of the Ring qualifier between um, Bam Bam Bigelow, we spoke about last week. Bad Bad Bungalow and Typhoon. Tugboat. Yeah. No, I was I was trying to think. Well, who's the in this time period? Who was the face? But I suppose because Bam Bam was supposed to be wrestling Kamala at WrestleMania, but he got pulled in it. And Kamala was a face at that point, so that means Bam Bam must be a. I think heel. they were on their turn. Um, because you you've got to factor in the fact that um Tugboat was still Tugboat at the time. Um, he's Typhoon, isn't he? Yeah. 
No, he was still tugboat. Um, he's got, I'm watching long, it now. He'd not long <laughs> shut up. I'm looking at him now, and he's got he, a trip with Typhoon on, so. No, it's tugboat still. Um, and he's not. <laughs> okay, right. Like, Spanky and Bob will back me up on yeah. this, that actually he wasn't too far from his second run as world heavyweight champion at this point. Um, he just decided to team up with a jobber um, called Shark. Yeah. And to form the natural tugboats. Right. Okay, um, and yeah. it's, it, it's all been, it's all been documented. It's, it's all been dubbed yeah. over like ECW music. Um, all trace has been gone. Apparently tugboat left and this typhoon character was doing something um, in a tag team. Yeah. Like I, I can't, I honestly can't remember that this is how good the dubbing was and fair play to the WWF um, creative department and shows they had state of the art video equipment back in the day so they could erase all this stuff and repackage it and pixelate everything out so it doesn't actually look as though it's tugboat and on this one he was coming to the ring with the old big winged eagle WWF championship belt which was pixelated out at the time because they were just about to try and change it um so all these this is so he he actually was just edited out of his run he didn't actually lose the belt so technically mm. it, even today tugboat is the world heavyweight championship because he's the lineal champ like tyson fury is the lineal world champion mm-hmm. tugboat is the lineal wwf champion still to this day mm, okay and he was he was he was still wearing the belt for this match they just managed to pixelate it out yeah um and they even managed to change the end of the result because actually what we all know is that tugboat went on to re- win king of the ring yeah. and then dethrone yokozuna at king of the ring in a in a in in a throwback to wrestlemania 9 yeah. where hulk hogan came in and took yokozuna out yokozuna repaid the favor and then gave the title back to Tugboat at the end. So mm-hmm. they managed to in they managed in this episode to change the victory yeah. to Bad Bad Bungalow, whoever he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just uh, it just amazes me how how the WWF can just erase things from it's it's, it's Stalinist. It's wrong, and obviously Spanky Bob and I are leading the charge for Tugboat in the Hall of Fame on the back of his three WWF title runs and the fact that actually he never actually lost the title and is still technically the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah. Well, Apart from that, it's a reasonable match. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Lots so, of no-selling from Tugboat. As, as a world champion, why would he sell? Quite rightly, yeah. yeah. How's your North well, Star going down? I don't know. I'm not sure. It's not quite as out of the it's three. I probably yeah. Stronger, it, isn't it? It tastes heavier. Proper, yeah. Proper. Yeah. Proper beer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so t- earthquake left in January, so I think that's when uh, they split up. He's still rocking the, the the typhoon gimmick. But I mean, come the end what? of the year, what? we're um, we're shockmaster territory later on this year. I think. Never heard of him either. No. No. Yeah, two big guys. And it, did, when did when did was it WrestleMania ten? Was it when it was Bigelow and Lawrence Taylor? No, WrestleMania that? eleven. 
Was it okay? Oh well, well we're two years away then from Bam Bam headlining WrestleMania. Yeah. So and and who gave him the rub? Tugboat. Was that backstage or was that? I don't know who gave him the Do rub. Do not besmirch. Okay. Tugboat and a dead person. Yeah. Yeah. That's just low rent and poor quality. All right. And who's a ref in this match? It's Bill Alfonso again. Bill Alfonso. We spoke about Proving that, that he didn't have to shout you. and blow his whistle. And no. strangely enough, could abide by the rules. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Bam Bam wins. They need to qualify for the King of the Ring. We, we should probably, I don't think it's going to fall on one of our days, but if we uh, if we ever start doing King of the Rings, we should probably do that King of the Ring because the actual tournament is really good, isn't it? It's mm-hmm. Brett's run. I think he, he beats... Uh, well, it's not United 2 King of the Ring. It's not this year's King of the Ring. Is it not? No. Sure? 1993's King of the Ring, somebody else, isn't it? No, 1993's King of the Ring was like the first televised King of the Ring. Was it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Because they talk about it. Mm. Mean Gene talks about it later on this episode. Yeah, because they've got some cracking other matches like Tatanka versus Giant Gonzalez. Yeah, I'm assuming, I think Tatanka won that. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, but Brett yeah. beats, as soon as Brett beat, I think he beats Bigelow in the f- semi-final. I think he beats Bigelow in the final, didn't he? Yeah, big, uh, after that false ending where everybody thought the Bad, yeah. bad bungalow of one, and he beat perfect, and he beat Razor Ramon in the first in the, like the quarterfinal, I think. So yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Bam Bam wins, hooray! And then we get a vignette for the the smoking guns coming to uh, WWE cowboys on horses, cowboys on horses, the long riders. Yeah, and obviously one of them would go on to be the brawl for all winner. And the um, other one would disappear into... Never to be seen again. Never to be seen again. He's still wrestling now 28 years. In some... Eight, 28 years down the line. Wrestling. <laughs> lines. Um, and then we get a good old-fashioned squash, squash match. PJ Walker. Who's PJ Walker? PJ Walker is... Is, is just incredible. Yeah. <laughs> before, he, before he did his... Um, Portuguese man of war Aldo Montoya so PJ it all ties in it It is him so Yokozuna squash just incredible yeah short order Banzai etc etc I I enjoy watching obviously wrestling is different these days is it I hadn't noticed yeah but I enjoy watching a, a squash match don't you I liked the concept of a squash match because you could talk through who they were obviously pushing a yeah. little bit more. It was it was people like the Duke of Dorchester they were facing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and one of our one of our one of our long term credible jobbers is on next. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah, the king, the king of the jobbers, I'd say, from that time period. We've we've got we've got a lot of these people that just are good. You're only as good as the wrestler you're in with. So if you have a good match on a squash match, it's because your enhancement talent is done exactly what it says on the tin and enhanced you um well, it is we, funny we it. say you're t- the jobber title has taken on a very derogatory sort of thing and it really with 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 that, that enhancement yeah. title enhancement worker but in in wrestling parents they are doing the job aren't they so that's where that came from but it does it does a lot of these wrestlers a huge disservice people like Pete Doherty, people like coming up next, Iron Mike Sharp, people like Barry Horowitz. Yeah. And 
their their ilk, George South, the Italian stallion, the man with an even bigger head than Andy. <laughs> but when you look, but, at, but I, when I you've got people like jobbers like George South, yeah, that that Ric Flair enjoyed wrestling so yeah. much that when he was on telly with him, he would sell for George South to make sure that George got the best match to give himself the best exposure. It was it was the hope with some of these people was that they they would the fans would latch on to them and they could give them a bit of a push. That's why Brad Armstrong had any sort of push mm. because people saw how good he was and, and latched onto him. And it's like, yeah, push Brad Armstrong. He's fucking great. But he froze on stage mm. and with any gimmick, if he'd have just been the person he was backstage, everybody has just said, Brad would have been a fucking huge thing. Yeah, but well, you, you he look just at this night. Yeah, this night alone, you've got in this match, you've got the guy who would go on to become just incredible. Yeah, and then you've also got um, the the cannibal kid later on. Yeah, it, it, it was the kamikaze kid the week before. Yeah, they were chucking yeah. around names, and then they came up with the really inspiring one, two, three kid after yeah. he beat. I've been watching a lot of old um, World Championship wrestling from nine eighty six. And on there, you've got uh, a bloke who I recognise as a jobber from, like, early, late 80s, early 90s, WWF and Sam Houston. Yeah, yeah. Who, who was being pushed then is a pretty big name. He was, in, um, but, it, but that was due to the fact that he was Rockin' Robin's sister. Yeah. Uh, the former WWF women's champion. And more yeah. to the point, he was Jake Snake Roberts' brother. Yeah. So he was a Smith. And then Chris also... Lee Smith's. In those matches I've been watching, there's a um a big old, quite rotund looking jobber called Ray Trailer. Yeah, yeah, big <laughs> fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So these guys did go on and do stuff. A lot of these guys, or they tend to be, you get the guys that actually probably never did anything. But then either side, you got the guys who would go on to be something, and the guys who actually were something elsewhere at some point, and just come in and been enhancement. But, but yeah, beat um, PJ Walker quite easily, surprisingly enough. And then we get a King of the Ring report with Mean Gene. Yeah, so, yeah, Mean Gene. I, I miss mean these Jean. as well. I quite enjoy these old. Whenever you get a pay per view, you get a, like a WrestleMania event center or a SummerSlam event center, wouldn't you? And they'd be like running down the matches coming up and show interviews of people. Um. Yeah, I like those. I quite enjoyed those. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a fan. But they're all, again, you look at a lot of these guys on this show tonight, probably six to eight months down the line, they're all gone to WCW. They are, yeah. When, it, was, it was the start of all that sort of trading stuff. But that, again, we all that stuff happened all the time in the territories. People yeah. would do a little bit, six months, nine months, a year at the most, and then they'd move on. All yeah. this people staying for for long times that people take as normal now. If yeah. you're an old fuck like me, you realise that this this wouldn't have ever happened before. People no. would be doing that six months and then then they they'd had all the reasonable matches they were on. It was like, right, time to draw some new money and and max my earnings and go on to another territory it was it was only the 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 faces that ran the company that stayed for any hence jerry the rapist lawler and staying in memphis for 472 years and seven 
surgeries and 412 Botox injections. Yeah. And he would stay there, and obviously the Funks would stay in Amarillo, and obviously Vern Gagne up in in Minneapolis would stay there, and 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 etc. 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 Yeah. So you get. But the, all the bad guys, and they they do the circuit, do the loop, and they yeah. don't stay anywhere for very long. So this is all again modern wrestling fans. You're wrong. This happens yeah. all the time. Fuck you. Yeah. So the main event for King of the Ring is going to be the rematch between. Yokozuna and Hogan for the title. Yeah, where Tugboat comes in afterwards and, and strips Yokozuna yeah. of the title after he's beaten so and in a throwback to WrestleMania 9, which I thought was a nice touch for Tugboat's third run already, as World Heavyweight Champion. People already qualified for King of the Ring. Includes Bret Hart, Razor Ramon, uh, Haxel Jim Duggan. Um, and there's a few qualifying matches to come, which include such big names as... Uh, Giant Gonzalez, <laughs> yeah, massive names like Giant Gonzalez and Tatanka, and yeah. the theme music done by the Scottish band Crispy Ambulance, and uh, yeah, Mr. Perfect's in there as well. But yeah, up next is uh, Mr. Perfect against Iron Mike Sharp. Iron Mike Sharp, the OCD person who spent <laughs> most of his time <laughs> in the shower freaking yeah. everybody out. Well, he had a match apparently when he first came in. He was uh, quite a push back in the like the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, yeah. It was only because he, he was so mad that he, he didn't like go a, anywhere. Yeah, he had a world title shot. Uh, shot. Shart? He had a world title <laughs> shot. A, a shart. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. A world title shot. Yeah. Brilliant. I yeah. love. I think with my diabetic medication, I should yeah. have a world title shot. And you know uh, who I think he I'm capable of it as well, eh? He trained. Guess who he trained? Never throw back to last week. He trained. Go on. Mike Bucci, Supernova. Nova, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he um, yes, yeah, so he had a match in '83. He had a world title match against Bob Backlund, and that was his big kind of his big that was his big moment. And then he was then from then onwards kind of enhancement, but. But he was always one of those. He, he'd get a few moves here, wouldn't he? Yeah. He wouldn't get because they had batted. enough. Yeah. And he had his wrist pad, then he had his arm, his elbow pad, which was like loaded apparently. But um, yeah, he'd always get a few moves in. And obviously, this is perfect. It's just sort of come back from. He was referee, wasn't he? Uh, no, he wrestled. He wrestled Lex, didn't he? At, um, WrestleMania. Who did? I am Mike Sharp. No, I think Mark Sharp wasn't at WrestleMania. Was he? Wasn't he? No, no. He was on the the tugboat one. <laughs> yeah. He was defending his uh, cruiserweight title in the, the tugboat one, yeah. Um, now, you know that's bollocks because there wasn't a cruiserweight title back no, in there. He no, was okay. intercontinental champion. Right, yeah. Thank you. Let's get it right. Just uh, don't, don't, don't demean our audience. They're cleverer <laughs> than that. All right. They don't need patronising and they don't need giving false information. They get enough of that with the Spanky and Bob show. Yeah. But this is um, a Henning kind of back to, well, again, that match coming up at King of the Ring with him and Brett was um, was a classic. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. The, the, both of those, the, the last two times, they, they thought it was 1991 SummerSlam and yeah. then this King of the Ring. And they were both totally different matches. Yeah. Um, but both class matches. And to be honest, every match um, Bret Hart had in that King of the Ring was great. Yeah, the it was good. Yeah. Razor Ramon in the first round. That helped put Razor Ramon over. 
because he'd yeah. just come into the WWF and it, he was trying to find his stride and Bret Hart got him over. Yeah. Um, the semi-final against Mr. Perfect was brilliant. Uh, a, a great work through match, obviously perfect sold it perfectly with his exaggerated bumps and things like that. And there was good psychology. And then the false finish in the final with Ban Ban Bigelow yeah. was brilliant. It was just, it was just, a, yeah, the best tournament. The only one that come close on an iconic scale was the, it was the, um, obviously one Wade Barrett one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. None Baron of the Corbin. others were any good. Yeah. Still king well, of the ring now, any Baron Corman? No, he's just, carrying on the King Corbin gimmick and they, you know, really yeah. they haven't had another one but obviously Wade Barrett was the next iconic King of the Ring winner well Regal was good when he won it see they could have had a load of these but I went for Barrett because because yeah. that was possibly the most ludicrous yeah yeah or Mabel <laughs> god yeah. <laughs> that, yeah that's so ludicrous that I blanked it from my memory yeah yeah King Mabel King um, Mabel Again, it wasn't a, a good. It wasn't a good time for no, the WWE no, no. all round, was it? Because no. it was the era of in your house when yeah. people just didn't give a fuck about wrestling. Because Hogan wasn't there; he was still missed at that point, and they yeah. stopped everybody coming in who had an out a whiff of steroids about them. So they had tiny wrestlers yeah. and a massive cunt. <laughs> yeah, you sat on the Undertaker's face didn't he, and broke it. Yeah, orbital yeah. bone. Mm. Sit on my face and tell me that you love me. Um, I like to moralize when I'm between your thighs. This um, it's the uh, yeah, yeah. So it's a long, a longer squash match, but yeah, Mr. Perfect wins, obviously. Obviously, um, <laughs> he's perfect, don't you know? It's good seeing Iron Mike Sharp. You kind of forget he was still there. This and length. he did. He would be very vocal. He's like the Duke of Dorchester. He'd be like. Yeah. Through the whole thing, overselling and being ludicrous, but yeah, King of the Jobbers. I will, I will go, I will go with you on that one. It was always a treat to see Iron Mike Sharp overselling everything and being a larger-than-life goon. Yeah. Um. So next match is Mr. Hughes versus the Cannonball Kid, which is the the, ca- the Kamikaze Hughes. Kid, the the can- yeah. Cannonball Kid, the um Mullet Mullet Kid, the Mullet Kid, the Rubber ball kid, the sucks your Michael's cock kid. Yeah, <laughs> but he busts his ass, and he, he did like a he did a bronco bust in the end, split his actual. Like, uh, he did anus. the Indies. He did the yeah. uh, Indies as the lightning kid. Yeah, and I remember my first sort of sort of about 1990, around that sort of time, buying Pro Wrestling Illustrated and the wrestler and things like that. Started here in, in GWF, the Lightning Kid. He's the best cruiserweight in the country. Yeah. Talented wrestler. Talented wrestler. Yeah. Just just went the way of so many people around that era. And he had his found, demons. Yeah. Found, found that drugs were really Moorish and fucked his entire career up. Could have been Mr. so Hughes much more. Wrestling in. Uh, trousers, braces, and a shirt, and like work shoes. Yeah, yeah. did that well. It's underrated. Yeah. The big cat in WCW, Mr. Hughes in WWF, yeah. came out and did the enforcer gimmick for a, quite a few people, didn't he? Mm. And he's managed and, by Harvey Whippleman as well at this point. Yeah, managed, and he was managed by Harvey Whippleman for the yeah. majority of his time in. WWF from then on, really. Only um, Bruno Lauer, ex-Memphis guy that that 
maintained his job for quite a long time. Yeah, stuck around. Through, yeah, stuck around, and he peed immortalised in um, "Have a Have a Nice Day." Mick Foley's autobiography um, for his run in Memphis that he would he would never wash any of his clothes. He just simply after he piled them up high, he would just simply go to the bottom of the pile again and pull them out <laughs> and wear them again and say, well, it's been a while since I wore them. The stink's got to have gone away, hasn't it? So it's flawed logic, Bruno, but never yeah. mind. He's a former WWE women's champion as well. He is as well, as, yeah. but, but yeah. so's fucking Santino Morella, Jerry Lawler, but fucking loads of people who have been women's champions. That, yeah aren't women so just that that shows you the ludicrousness of the women's division before yeah. the evolution as it was they've they've got it to a point where it's very credible and there's so many good wrestlers in there now that um there it's now come out that bloody mickey james has been asking have been asking for a women only show which to oh, they be could honest do it, they? They could yeah do it. If, if you if you're giving if it, it wouldn't be worse than 205 live would it no, no, no. To be fair, but no, the, she she has me. she has a point. But the the ludicrousness of Mick Foley's statement that you're going to let AEW steal your thunder, no, because they don't get any time on the main show as it is, well, no, and but, the women that they've got either can't wrestle, i.e., Big Swole, or weigh about as much as a full can of stout, and and obviously are not credible. They've got I about four. The, uh, Four women that are credible that yeah. appear on their show. I, I'd um, say the, the credible the people out, on their show. Stuff, are, yeah. yeah. Stop there, mate. You've got yeah, you've got, yeah. you've got Hikaru. Yeah. You've you've got Britt Baker. Yeah. You've got Thunder Rosa, although yeah. she's not even properly. And and you probably you've got um Chris Statlander at the moment. Anybody else outside of that? No. I enjoyed the um, shit or two, two just weighs about three pounds. I enjoyed that much I, every week. We've, with, uh, we've, we've got to see where Jade yeah. Cargill goes. Yeah, she's got potential. Hasn't she? I enjoyed she's the got potential. The, the Sheeda versus uh, Ty Conti match every week. That was good. That was a good sort of 10, 15 minute match. Yeah, I like I liked um, Mackie Ito and her yeah. just con- continuing through that. Six person that the six singing. I thought you hate that. Yeah, no, I, I like the fact that she sang <laughs> through. They were all starting the match and fighting. Yeah. She was. She's she still doing a gimmick. Yeah. Fuck it, I'm just gonna stick to doing that. <laughs> yeah. Some of her stuff was weak crap. The, the oh yeah. yeah. Smacking her in the head with the microphone. It was was rubbish. Yeah. Um. But I liked it. She was good. I thought you'd hate that. But yeah. But it was like I said. Let's move nicely into the AEW bit before we go for the, okay. the lumberjack match. The main event. We might yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. I liked I liked some of the AEW stuff. I liked Penta. I yeah, liked oh, yeah. the dynamic between him and the, that Mexican that Penta says. Oh yeah, that's great, isn't it? But it's like the great that, Kali says, isn't it? The uh, Yeah, yeah. It, it's straight thing, from yeah. that, but it works. Yeah. yeah. And Penta's a great character. And that um, guy I like that. I listened to the um the uh, the Comrade Thompson and Tony Schiavone thing. They do the old covering old uh, NWA stuff. And Schiavone says that that guy, Alex Abraham, I think it is. Yeah. He said he's having the fucking time of his life, basically. Like he's loving it. Like that should be, yeah. that should be the point. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. yourself. Do it. Yeah. 
but I, I like Penta. Yeah. I like Ray Phoenix. Yep. Um, and I like Death Triangle full stop because who couldn't who couldn't love Pack? Yeah. So that's that's nice that he's back over there now due to COVID going back. That that's good. Yeah. Um, I think they're handling Brick Baker well. Yeah. I, I like what they're starting to do with Jade Cargill. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was almost like that the, the, they should have done that with Chris Statlander. Yeah, but they, she got they injured did that. She as well. she was yeah, that she got injured and they they'd already diluted her by doing that boop. Yeah, crap. So, but that that'd be interesting to see where they go with with um Chris Statlander, uh, not with with Jay Cargill. Sorry, um, I do like where because I I've just seen the breakup basically. I saw the breakup of the Inner Circle and MJF's new. Yeah, and and all that. That's where I'm at at the moment. Yeah, I'm just I'm not up to date by any means, and they okay. can fuck it up big time i don't know because i haven't watched it but i did like the way they handled that yeah that was done well um and they're two credible stables as well so that that's all good and then the fact that they've got one of my favorite um tully blanchard involved and he's still a good promo yeah so they're utilizing him well i i don't like cody still Uh, i I, I don't i I think it's too narcissistic i don't i don't think he's yeah, I, I don't like him. I don't, I don't think he does what he does well. And and he can leave. I, th- I think just looking at the shape he's in and how I think he needs, I think Arn needs to go backstage again. I don't think he needs to be out on, on display week after um, week in that shape. And he's obviously struggling with that that, that atrophy in his left side. And, and I, I, they, they can give him stuff to do because that brain is still brilliant. And what he can do backstage for them far outweighs his role on TV. That needs to stop. Excalibur needs to die. Yeah. And so does Jim Ross. Or I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't mind Jim Ross living, mm. but his face totally freezing up so he couldn't talk. Okay, right. That, that just needs to fucking retire. Yeah. Why, you, you've been brilliant, Jim. You've been your pound for pound the best announcer ever. But it's like Muhammad Ali going up against Trevor Burbick when he already had Parkinson's disease and he just got the shit kicked out of him for 10 rounds. Yeah. Just needs to stop. Just needs to go. Needs to do it. And I, they haven't got... Shivani is irrelevant. So yeah, so I, that's don't know, I think... I don't I think, know what they're going to do for commentary because they've got nobody that's any good. The commentary the is the weakest point. So on, on the, other, the only YouTube shows... They have um, Taz does commentary on one of them. Um, Taz is a good commentator, I yeah, still think, but yeah. he's got more of an on-screen role at the That's moment. The thing, like maybe they guys, should yeah. just maybe yeah. they should just pull back on that and get him back to to commentating because and Big Show, Big Show does commentary on one of the other shows as well. Yeah, Elevation, which doesn't yeah. elevate anybody. No, no, no. But, but they he's, need he's to revamp. I don't care what anybody says. Excalibur is rubbish. Okay. Absolute rubbish. Um, I don't think you need you don't need Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone, do you? Really? No, or Excalibur, which means they got no <laughs> to compensate because they're all rubbish. Yeah, they're, they're all irrelevant and rubbish. Have you heard the so. guy? Have you the, you're not watched Raw, have you? There's a guy on. There's a new guy on Raw. That they just brought in. He's got no. I don't think he's ever commented on wrestling before. No. No, he's not the best. And then uh, McAfee's on commenting on SmackDown with. Okay. Yeah, that, that that seems like a decent enough yeah, setup. Yeah, yeah. 
Mm, so he yeah, gets but... in because he knows what to do behind a, a microphone, McAfee. So he just probably needs to bed in behind the mic, probably. Yeah. Um, but again, as much as I hate, um, as much as I hate Joey Styles, I also um, of the belief that Michael Cole is very underrated. I think it's, uh, it's it gets to a certain point. Like it's just overkill. I think you get to a certain point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Uh, I think he's underrated for what he does and what he has done over the years, but we're not talking about WWF. We're talking about AEW and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. my attempts to say nice things about them. I'm going to say something nice about Orange Cassidy. Okay. He's not a bigger cunt as Chuck Taylor. No, he doesn't like those guys. He, about Trent, I, Trent, question mark. About Trent. Yeah, yeah. I, I've not seen him recently, so I've seen no. Chuck and, and I could kick Chuck's ass. He just looks like a somebody. Who How about at, the uh, the elite? The because uh, you know I'm not getting onto the stuff that I I really <laughs> don't want to talk about. No, well, have you got to because the point I where the young bucks have turned heel? Have you got to that yet? Oh, I don't I don't care what they do. Why, okay. why don't they just commit suicide? They're yeah. cunts. I fucking hate them. Right. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll move on from the. Yeah, 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 please. That's why yeah. I didn't want to talk about them because I've got nothing good to say about them whatsoever. Well, talking to commentators, you know, um, Maro commented on the, the TNA pay per view. Who? Maro Ranallo. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like yeah, Maro. Yeah. yeah. I like Maro. Yeah. Are you, are you, in, like, you're in a wind tunnel now? Are you, uh, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm in a piss out the back. <laughs> You in the garden? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, keep um, talking. Right, main event then. Should we go to the main event? So, yes, lumberjack match. They all came out in their lumberjack shirts as well. Yeah, which really good. So the, the, the high quality of lumberjacks. But Mr. Hughes was the, lumber- was the only one out there without. Yeah. They couldn't find one big enough, obviously, which is like logistics sort of thing, which is fine. What are you. you but what, we had got- Terry. T- yeah, what strikes you is that there's not many people actually on the show, is there? Because no, and they were all out as... So obviously, on the pre-taping to do whatever wrestling challenge, All-American wrestling or whatever, Terry Taylor was on. This we know now. Yeah. he probably wrestled Bob Backlund. Because <laughs> Bob Backlund probably. was there as well, yeah. 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 Lumberjack shirt either, did he? So, so we got, Mr. Perfect did. You've got Yokozuna... Mr. Hughes, Terry Taylor, Batman Bigelow. And, and to be fair, it's been a while since we've had any mention of Terry. Yeah, it's been a while, yeah. He yeah. Was a main, he's the mainstay of the show, wasn't he? For a long time I, in one form or another. I think we spoke about him. He, he briefly came back at this point for like a few months. Yes, he did, because he I was under the mistaken... No, I was under the mistaken th- his first match I can remember in this run coming back in '93 was on Primetime Wrestling. Yeah, which is the immediate precursor to Raw, wasn't it? They they yeah. been Primetime to put Raw on, and their featured match was Macho Man Randy Savage versus Terry Taylor. Yeah, and being new to it all, it fairly new to it all, and having some idea of who Terry Taylor was, mm. I and but but not actually au fait with the way that politics works in wrestling i just thought there's a chance terry taylor could win this yeah obviously i was massively wrong 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was never going to happen. But I guess they they had a few people like me at the time. Ooh, that's the yeah. first time back. He's going to be Terry. He's going to be Macho Man Randy Savage. This is what? this could this could happen. I don't know if we mentioned what the what the main event was. This, um, Shawn Michaels versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan for the IC uh, yeah. in a lumberjack match. And he tried to get out of it by coming to the ring in crutches. Yeah. With Mr. Perfect and try and say he couldn't do it. And then Mr. Perfect grabbed the crutches and chucked him in the ring. Well, Hacksaw so comes to out to like on. an enormous pop from the crowd. Yeah, because he was still very, he was still popular, yeah. wasn't he? And he goes straight after this, Yokozuna as well, because they'd feuded like before WrestleMania. Yeah. And because uh, it was USA versus Japan and that. Yeah. Even though, yeah. Even though Yokozuna's from fucking Samoa, but never yeah. mind. Never let, <laughs> never let the uh, the truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah. And like I said, Michaels comes out like on crutches with his in street clothes, like not about to wrestle. But he gets thrown in anyway. And then we get the match, which basically is it's a long match. It's like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. It's well, two it's commercial breaks. breaks. Yeah. But it, is, it is worthless, isn't it? It's just yeah. rubbish. Which, which a lot of there, selling, a lot of that. Basically. Yeah. It's Michael's getting thrown around, taking a few bumps. Um, As you do. He's yeah. trying to escape and perfect getting involved a little bit. But yeah, it was it was not good. It's not good. No, but yes, yeah, it's, it's a long match, and you've got the there's there's more. Yokozuna stood on his own, and you've got the like the heels on one side and the faces on the other side. It kind of breaks down once. Um, I think Yokozuna gets involved, and then Shawn Michaels takes his boot off and hits Duggan with it, um, and then it kind of breaks down. So Shawn Michaels gets a bit more of an advantage, and the match ends in a DQ when. Uh, Perfect comes in, and I think Shawn Michaels, uh, Yokozuna does like a leg drop on Duggan, throws him back in. And Shawn Michaels is going to pin Duggan like with his foot on him, and then uh, Mr. Perfect's like, "No, that's not going to happen." Comes in and just attacks Shawn Michaels, and then it all kind of breaks down. And then everybody gets in and gets involved, and it turns into a big fight. And then Duggan comes back in with his two by four and sort of clears the ring, and then. <laughs> Iron Mike Sharp. He appears in the ring, Iron Mike Sharp. He must have come down just for the end. He must have known, like, oh, well, it's, it's all kicking off. I'll get down there and just get myself on TV for a few seconds. But he's like, the last person you see as the show goes off is Iron Mike Sharp uh, kind of ducking away from the 2 by 4 <laughs> As you do. But, yeah. But I mean, for, for what it was, for an hour, I, I didn't mind that, to be honest. No, no, so, your, so it was... It was squash it was, matches, you had... yeah. They they gave you very many updates on the King of the Ring from yeah. from next month. So it was it was it was clear at that point there was no clear defined role for for Raw other than to hype. It was still viewed as one of those shows like Wrestling Challenge, which was to build towards the the next pay per view. At that point, it it's still basically basically the reason for. Um, rule starting at the moment was was because of because of what was going on in ECW and things like that. They wanted something that was a little bit more intimate, a little bit more real. Um, on the back of also the steroid scandal, which was 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 just starting. That's why they started Rule just 
so they could start legitimately downsizing things in case the worst thing happened and actually Vince got put down mm. and and, down. Did, and did time <laughs> put down yeah well yeah. I, I would have put him down then to yeah, be honest, yeah. but sent down and I mean, he's putting down now. Yeah. He was. He was. They were gonna. They were gonna hand that over to Jerry Jarrett. That was the thing. It was somebody that, a bit like Vince, that Vince trusted that wasn't that wasn't gonna nick his territory. Yeah. And that sort of just he would be able to make sure the day to day running of it went on. Um, but in the end, obviously, Vince got Vince got found not guilty. Yeah, and all that side of things, but it was due to the embarrassment of Hogan went. Yeah, um, and they and they they made a conscious effort to test people, and that was that was when the smaller wrestlers came in and didn't start hitting their stride until '96, when they had to be forced to be creative due to the NWO. So at this point, Raw wasn't a big deal. It was a change uh, and a, a downsize and a reaction to some of the early Ultra Clash 93 from ECW that the Vince actually knew was going on and, and reacted to as well. So there was there was a couple of reasons why Raw was Raw at the time, but still fed into the age old formula of building towards the next pay-per-view. Yeah, it hadn't it hadn't found its niche at the point, And it was only an hour, yeah, 46 minutes on yeah. on on the uh on the network but it would have been an hour on the tv so mm-hmm. it was it was yet to hit its stride yeah. with that sort of things although the format was good and then yeah. they realized that it was fairly radical for the time and it became the blueprint for everything that came after it I mean, so it was yeah. hugely influential at that point i know it's a fucking travesty at the moment yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is what it is isn't it all wrestling's a travesty at the moment yeah but we're about to hit golden period as i said last week because i think the internet's actually done wrestling good at this point because it's given people the platform to build themselves ready for when people come back we've got new heroes we've got new stars let's see let's see how they react to actually being given a spotlight where people can see them yeah so your danhausen's your Josh Alexander's, your Ethan Pages, your people like that, your Abaddon's to see if they can move forward in the women's game. Trish Parker, bloody Jordan Grace, yeah. all these people that have come and 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 made themselves look good during this pandemic with the quality of their social media. It's time for them to actually see if they can back it up, which which will be good. So let's 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 move forward with some positivity let's move forward with some hope that actually wrestling's about to break out again which would be a brilliant thing and, and nice because people are back yeah and that's what that's what makes wrestling it so a look back to 1993 but a glimpse to the future and the future's bright i think so uh, it, it could be if everything reacts to it positively i might actually be a wrestling fan again soon wow you never know well, it's a good it's a good thing to leave this podcast on today. Well, yeah, I was going to say, well, next week I'm I'm going to spring this on you now. Okay, I'm hearing this be... for the first time too, so <laughs> if I swear, I do apologise. We might be going back to 1992 because next okay. week is the the 29th anniversary 
Yeah. Um, WCW Wrestle War 92. Oh. Have we done is, that? No, no, no. Oh. It's a War Games match between a Dangerous Alliance and. Uh, Sting Squadron. Yeah, yeah. I, I also, swear we've done that. We haven't done it. We haven't done it. No, we might talk okay. about it on one of our other shows. We haven't done it. it also features uh, Johnny B. Bad versus Tracy Smothers, <laughs> Big Joss versus Richard Morton. It's not all good then. Uh, the Freebirds versus Greg Valentine and Terry Taylor. Uh, Tommy Rich and da- Dallas Page against Bob Cook and Firebreaker Chip. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's yeah, it's a game of two hours, isn't it? Really? But again, it's a show I haven't seen, so I'm quite looking forward to doing that next week. If you're, uh, if cool. you're up for it, like I say, I'm sticking. Well, like I say, I, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'll, ta- be, I'll talk yeah. about what people want to talk about. I'm yeah. just going to drink, stank, and swear anyway. So yeah, so you, know the, you know the format. Yeah. See, you're yeah. into your stout. So how how did that go then? I I don't I didn't enjoy that as much as the other two I had, but. Well, yeah. just stick stick with the weedy stuff. See, even in even in stout, <laughs> he's gone for the weaker stuff. Well, yes, we'll see. We'll see. No, well, no it's not. We'll see. You've okay. gone for the weaker stuff. Well, I've still drank it. I didn't enjoy well it as much. Well done. Well done. You know. Anyway, I've got to go to bed now. I've got work to. Earn it's quite morning. late. I've got to charge your hearing aids for us. Yeah. I could, yeah, I've got they're they're rechargeable. <laughs> I just chuck them in. Okay. The box. Right. There you go. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll be back next week with uh, a, a trip to 1992. I wonder what the top ten will be from that week. Uh, I dread to think. <laughs> on that positive note, we'll leave you. Uh, we'll leave you for another week. Um, thanks again for listening to us and putting up with our crap. Um, and if we were a bit more drunk on this episode, it's because we've already done an episode before, so we may have been slightly less coherent if that's if that's possible. Um, but yeah. Shut up. Shut up, Andy. Go Shut bed. up. Yeah, all right. We're off to bed. Not together, obviously, because we're socially distancing. But um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can keep you two metres away from me fucking easily. <laughs> right, and all the best, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye bye.